0: Hello, you're listening to On This Day with Brian Byrne. It's Tuesday, 2nd of June 2020. On this day in 1989, the leadership of China made a decision that force would be used if necessary to clear student protesters from Beijing's Tiananmen Square. It was a decision that would result in an unknown number of deaths, possibly thousands, in the following days, and many thousands of injuries. The protests had begun in mid-April, following the death of a pro-reform Communist General Secretary, Hu Yaobang. There had been a series of economic and social changes at the end of the Mao Zedong era, furthered by the new leader, Deng Xiaoping. In a more open China, questions were being asked about the one-party ruling system. There were concerns about the corruption and nepotism within the Communist Party. There were fears about inflation and social inequalities in a growing market economy and generally about the future direction of the country. Students assembled in Beijing's iconic Tiananmen Square, a central area which is also the location for important buildings including the Great Hall of the People, the entrance to the Forbidden City, and the National Museum of China. In the aftermath it was clear that they didn't have an organized agenda, but their articulated demands included greater democracy, freedom of the press, and freedom of speech protest began with groups arriving in the square to mourn the sudden death of Hugh Yabang. As more arrived, eventually numbering in thousands, it developed into a sit-in and singing of patriotic songs. This had largely dispersed a couple of days later, but when police batten-charged the few hundred remaining, that rapidly escalated something that might have just fizzled out. The day before Hu Yaobang's funeral, an estimated 100,000 students marched to the square, despite it having been closed off by the authorities for the event. A petition was left at the Great Hall of the People, but when none of the Chinese leadership came out to speak, the protesters left in an angry mood. On April 26th, an editorial in the official People's Daily newspaper branded the students as revolters, resulting in another march on the square. This time, the students were shown much support from citizens and workers as they walked through the city. The government tried a conciliatory approach, and representatives met with some of the student group's leaders. There was an easing of tensions, and though there was another march through the streets of Beijing on May 4th, a traditional event, most students had begun to lose interest. Some of the more charismatic student leaders decided to retake control of the situation. A hunger strike in the square was called for May 13th, two days before a planned visit by Soviet Union leader Mikhail Gorbachev. Up to 300,000 protesters had gathered in the square by the evening of the 13th. By this time there had also been protests at universities in other Chinese cities, and many students had travelled to the capital to be part of the movement. The authorities refrained from direct confrontation, cancelling the Tiananmen Square welcome for Gorbachev and instead holding that at Beijing Airport. Over the next few days, the momentum in favour of the hunger strikers grew stronger, with protests also taking place in many hundreds of other Chinese cities, including Shanghai. On May 20th, martial law was declared across the country. A week later, some 300,000 people gathered in Hong Kong's Happy Valley race course to show their support for the students. However, by late May, the protest in Tiananmen Square had become disorganized and the leadership split into hard-line and less-militant factions. On June 1st, the Chinese State Security Service claimed that American forces had intervened in the student movement in the hopes of having the Communist Party overthrown. The next morning the authorities had articles published in the city's newspapers calling for an end to the protest and clearing of the square. Army units were secretly moved into the Great Hall of the People and placed in other locations around the city. Some of the students called for a new hunger strike. On this day, thirty-one years ago, the troops were given the order to clear the square and authorized to use force. Over the next two days, Army, air and tank divisions moved through Beijing. Their movements were impeded by tens of thousands of citizens. Warning shots failed to disperse people, and a number were killed and injured when fired on directly. This infuriated the citizens, who in some cases pulled soldiers from trucks and beat them. There are reports of a number of young soldiers being left for dead. In the early hours of June 4th, Using live fire and tanks, the authorities cleared the square, leaving many dead and many scores injured. Later in the morning, when thousands of civilians tried to re-enter the square, many of them parents of the students, they were met with live fire, and more were killed and injured. An iconic photograph and some movie footage immortalized the event in the world outside, showing a protester standing in front of a tank, moving from side to side as the tank tried to go around him. Known afterwards as Tank Man, the unknown person was later named by Time magazine as one of the 100 most influential people of the 20th century. Official Chinese figures after the event put the number of dead at around 300 civilians and soldiers, including 23 students. Estimates of fatalities from other sources put the deaths at several thousand. Mass arrests followed, and it's reported that many workers who took part were executed after summary trials. Students were less severely treated, thanks ironically to the fact that their families were wealthier and better connected with the authorities. Yesterday, Hong Kong authorities prohibited, for the first time, an annual vigil due to be held on Wednesday in memory of the victims of the Tiananmen protests, an event which still casts a long shadow.